Alright guys, so yeah, here I am on, as I'm recording this, a Sunday morning. Just kind of early in the morning, just getting a cup of coffee going. And man, I've been thinking about some stuff this last probably week, specifically the last few days. And a lot of times uh, I end up processing my thoughts through writing, not necessarily always in a journal, but a lot of times just writing in a blog. And so that's what this is going to be talking about is processing my thoughts around a particular issue, and that's related to hypocrisy, judgmentalism, um, that type of stuff that we see in religious circles so, so many times. So that's what we're talking about today. And uh, hang in there. I'm going to get to a couple things that I learned at the very end here. But if you're like me, or even if you're not like, it doesn't matter, right? Like all of us sometimes have things that we relate to whether we have a similar experience in our stories or not, we still relate to different pieces of each other's journeys. So, you know, I, the question I think about a lot, I was raised in the church. I'm still active part of church, um, follower of Jesus. Uh, I'm actually a pastor as well of a church that we call Acts 247 Recovery Church uh, up here in Alaska, in Soldatna. But through all of my years being raised in one particular type of conservatistic, conservative, <laughs> legalistic, I blended those words together. It's still early, hey. But in, in, in that type of church upbringing, I heard about Jesus, I heard about the Bible stories and all that kind of stuff. But there were some things uh, that were lacking that ended up being, um, in some cases, somewhat traumatic for me growing up. And even to this day, looking around at different expressions of the church, why do so many people leave the church? I mean, think about it. Churches, new churches start. Have you ever been a part of a church for any length of time? Bigger churches, medium-sized churches, everything in between. Like you have people come, you have people go. Up here in Alaska, we have a lot of people that move up to the state and move out of the state. We have a lot of cycle in and out that way as well. But but why do people leave the church? Now, a huge part of recovery involves the spiritual part, right? So those of you guys that may be hearing this from a recovery background, from an addiction, if you worked a program, you know what I'm talking about. You go to the rooms, you hear about a higher power and figuring out who or what that is for you. And so what do you do? You start working through that and you surrender, you start learning how to surrender your will over to something bigger than you, even beyond your understanding, right? Well, think deeper with me on this. How many of your and our recovery stories involve some sort of hurt around religious experiences. Now, even though like we run this brand, Choose Recovery, and I'm just making apparel and do podcasts and stuff like this, uh, if you guys know me or hear a little bit more about what I do outside of just running the brand, the brand really flows out of my lifestyle. And part of that is the ministry of working at Sober Home Ministry, doing mentoring, spiritual care, discipleship stuff. And when I meet with the residents that come through the homes uh, that I that I do that with. And I, I started thinking about all the stories that I hear 
over you know a few years of doing this now i've been to a few conferences as well uh, for my own journey and my own growth my own recovery and then starting to figure out how i can be involved in that capacity in conferences and seminars and things like that as well and as i sat through one of those conferences and i was working on my whole journey went through something called a trauma egg exercise walking through everything in my past and and then hearing other people's journeys and facilitating a couple of those groups later all of these stories what i'm boiling down to is so many of us have past religious hang-ups now even those out there who maybe you're listening to this and you wouldn't necessarily identify with the recovery community from an addiction per se but there's still a crap ton of others who also carry religious baggage from the past right i mean you don't have to have an addiction to not have some hang-ups with religious backgrounds so here's my question for literally every one why do so many people leave the church let me give one side to this issue all right so so many of us get hurt from some sort of person or people doing or saying something that gets us all ruffled up ruffles our feathers in some sort of way but here's the thing much of the time there are things that do legitimately happen in church stuff that's just plain wrong legit wrong so and there's different levels of wrong right but responding to this so learning to respond and not react to hurt religious hurt specifically so maybe you've heard us saying something kind of like this broken people hurt people Whereas healing people heal people. I've heard it said different ways, but I think you kind of get the gist of that. Now, so much that happens in the name of church or in the name of Christianity ends up breaking and hurting more people instead of healing them. Now, sometimes legit, like we said, crap happens. And sometimes we as fellow people just rub each other wrong. But in both scenarios, whether it's just rubbing someone wrong personality clashes just having a bad day or whether it's actual jacked up twisted stuff that happens in the name of christianity both scenarios though are messed up but also both scenarios we have the power to change the tide and respond well you have that choice within you so it's this response that, that I'm, I'm narrowing and kind of focusing on here specifically. This response is a big reason, I think, not the only, but I think a big reason why so many people give up and walk away from church or Christianity altogether. Now, believe me, I've been there as well. I've really wrestled at that. I've had my seasons of being very jaded, very skeptical, very cold, and wanting to walk away like even as i'm in the ministry doing pastor type stuff like having to struggle with that but it doesn't have to be that way we don't have to walk away we don't have to just say screw it 
and leave it all. We can change and bring redemption to this ideal that wasn't even our idea in the first place, right? Like we didn't come up with this idea of church. We as humans, we're the ones that mess it all up, right? But who came up with it? Jesus. Now, this isn't some sort of recording podcast episode pretending to fix all of our religious issues in this super oversimplified few minutes. No, like, but it is aimed to get us to think deeper. Now, as I mentioned just a second ago, I've been hurt by the church greatly in my past. So many friggin' stories that I could share about asinine stances on issues that don't matter squat at the end of the day. Maybe you resonate with that. Maybe you don't. I have so many freaking stories of judging one another and then treating those people differently in the name of some sort of flipping truth crusade. Sound exaggerated? I'm legit not one bit, all right? Now, this doesn't even get into some other issues that I know some of you who may listen to this uh, have actually experienced levels of manipulation and physical and, and even sexual abuse that tragically, tragically happen all too often in religious circles. And a little clarification on this note for those areas of physical and sexual abuse, religious groups have been tragically quiet rather than protecting those victimized. And if that, if one of those scenarios has happened to you, like that is not okay. It's not something that's like in your ball court, you just need to like get over. And I mean, there's ways that you can learn to heal, love, forgive, all that stuff. But, but dang, man, there's consequences. There's things that need to happen to those people involved in those situations uh, and, and justice and those things. So you, you need to please reach out for help wherever you live, wherever you're listening to. If this has happened and you're in your, or is happening right now and you haven't dealt with it, and what has happened to you in, in those forms of, of physical and sexual manipulation and abuse in the name of some sort of religious type stuff, man, that is not okay. And, and it's okay, it is okay and even necessary, necessary for you to admit that you're not okay and that you need help. So I just have to have that little caveat because that, that level of hellish, brokenness and dysfunction happens in our world and in the in the name of religion christianity and stuff all too often now back to other forms as well like we legit hurt each other so here's the deal right i was trying to think of a word man a word to capture this and uh man i i, I just kept thinking of the word jackass you know and i know it's a bit uh, some people are like offended by that word and feel like it's appropriate, not appropriate, whatever. Like here, the, the, my point is, here's another way to put it. Maybe we can be real class act jerks towards one another, especially under the covering of religion. Man, we can, right? But here's also the deal. Jesus died for those class act jerks, right? Those hypocrites, those judgmental people. But here's the deal. He died for me because you know what? I'm one of them more times than I'd like to admit. I'm not so gullible and oblivious to admit that 
I've been judgmental toward others and excuse it in my mind as me being, quote unquote, triggered from my past. You see, I may see somebody still that reminds me of my past from the way that they carry themselves, the way that they talk, from the way that they dress. And I immediately label them in my mind as, oh, they're a bunch of hypocritical people or they're fake religious manipulators. And I think that and I talk bad about them and I lift myself up. But you know what? I'm so thankful. I have an awesome wife and some awesome friends around me who seriously aren't afraid. You know, I know they love me and care about me, but they're not afraid to call me out on my BS uh, even when I react in the middle of it. And here's the thing. I don't know what's in that person's heart that I'm judging. Man, I just, I literally had an experience like this just a few days ago. This is something like I'm telling you guys, like I still see within the ugliness of my own crappy heart that I'm thankful is redeemed through Jesus, but I'm still on a process, right? I'm still growing, I'm still healing. And we are redeemed to legit be able to love or learn how to love again. Learn how to do relationships again. Learn how to love one another well again. Learn how to love people who who talk different from us, who look different from us. The real Jesus of the Bible called us to do this. He called us to love God and then to love others, period. Dang, friends, we, I, have got to recover this tragically lost, I'll call it religious trait. We are made and redeemed to love our fellow humans, right? I mean, that, I think Jesus talks about this so much, to love him and to love him. In fact, he says one of the indicators of, of the fact that you're my followers is going to be your love for one another. Like, man, how much do we have that jacked up? Me even growing up in the church, being, a, being like a spiritual leader today in, in sober home ministry and in our church, a recovery church and stuff. Like, you know, I talk about love and the importance of love, but dang, then I see someone who reminds me of something from my past and I immediately have a judgmental heart towards them or whatever, however you would resonate with that. It's like, man, like loving others doesn't just look like, (laughs) for me, it's crazy, right? Think about this. I don't know if any of you guys will relate to this, and I'm almost done. This is when I started at the beginning. I said, I'm going to bring it to this point of what I learned, okay? I can have a love to reach out and help those still stuck in addiction, to help those that are still out there in the trap houses, to help those that are still out there on the streets, to help those in 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 homeless shelters, to go do outreach stuff, to go talk about awareness of pornography addiction and sex exploitation and human sex trafficking and all of those things, right? But in the same time, I can look at Someone that I see in the community that reminds me of my religious, judgmental, legalistic past, and I immediately, in my mind, judge them, disdain them, and have a heart of bitterness towards those people, right? I even said those people. They're people, right? They're regular people. See how backwards we get this? 
And, and that's my process that God has been showing me and reminding me is what it looks like to love, not just people that I think need love, but people for people, like literally people for people. Um, I, uh, I have a friend that reminds me of this a lot uh, and the ability to just accept people for where they're at. And I'm so thankful for examples like that in my life that bring me back to see like what it looks like to be Jesus to other people. To just smile and maintain my confidence uh, and be able to just take each person as a person made in God's image and not judge them. So join me in recovering this prehistoric calling of returning love to religion, to church, to Christianity. So stop being a class act, pious jerk, whatever other stronger word you wanna put on that. Because here's the deal guys, because Jesus loved and died for them too. And chances are you and I are one of them more than we know. Peace guys, thanks for listening.